Yes, hello. It is podcast time. Welcome to the Arch Independent Show. I am Tommy. I am the host. It's another insightful episode to document the world we live in. But as you may know, the world we live in ain't always a very pleasant place. It can kind of suck sometimes, but I don't want to just complain about the suckiness. I want to have a sense of humor about it, even when the world is super ugly. And it's hard to find anything uglier than the current level of dishonesty in the world. Deceit is as common as oxygen. I'm not even exaggerating here when I say that deceit is an industry. There are forces at work, and their entire mission is to try to manipulate the public with bold-faced lies. The deceit is all around us all the time. You simply can't avoid it. So, let's have some fun with it. Alright folks, here is a headline for you. This is from April 2023. April 2023. Current news. Sweden's top-ranked golf player replaced in LPGA event due to vaccination status. (laughs) Dateline. San Francisco. The International Crown is a biannual women's professional golf tournament on the LPGA Tour. Eight national teams compete with teams of four players in a match play event. However, Sweden's top-ranked player, Miss Lynn Grant, has been prohibited from playing in the event because she will not take the COVID jab. Yes, my friends, it is April 2023 and the United States of America has blocked Miss Lynn Grant of Sweden from playing in a golf tournament because she won't take a shot that does not prevent infection, does not prevent transmission, but does have known serious side effects and could kill her. (laughs) You like that? You know you like that. It's amazing, right? April 2023, and a young athlete cannot play golf outside because she won't take the shit shot. How much deceit is packed into all of that? Exactly what harm is the Joe Biden administration preventing by telling Lynn Grant that she can't come to the United States to play golf? If you weren't aware, Miss Lynn Grant has already played golf all over the world in the last 12 months. From Morocco to South Korea, Thailand, Singapore, Saudi Arabia. Yes, you heard that correctly. A female golfer was allowed to compete in Saudi Arabia, but not the U.S. of A. (laughs) Um, The U.S. government under the guidance of the Joe Biden administration, is a more dishonest, more authoritarian, and more ridiculous government than Saudi Arabia. (laughs) 
Can you believe this place in history that we've arrived at? I mean, this is real life idiocracy. What an incredible three year stretch that we have all just lived through. The level of deceit involved in the pandemic response is so far off the charts. We do not just live in the post-truth world, we live in the non-stop outright fraud world. What level of hoax unscience have we reached when Lynn Grant can't play golf in April 2023 because she won't take the COVID jab? Can you even believe this? Uh, to me, what's probably even more incredible is how many people are just going to put their head down and ride with this fraud narrative. And I know that I've probably said this before, but for most of my life, I operated on the premise that people are generally good and they want the truth, even if it's uncomfortable. Well, wrong, wrong, totally fucking wrong, bro. Most people are not good and they do not want the truth. Most people are insane hypocrites and they have no morals or ethics of any kind. But as always, to each their own, there is no requirement to be honest or to have ethics. However, the pandemic has put this white hot spotlight on just how sickening the deceit has become. Once your neighbor decides that their fanatical devotion to a political party, to Joe Biden, to Joe Biden, devotion to a political party that elected Joe Biden is more important than accurate public health information. Where do you go from there? I mean, that's pretty much the end of the road. We are well into Nuremberg territory here. And there's this massive segment of the population, they are devoted to the party, and the only thing they care about is if information helps their team or hurts their team. If it helps them, they consider it true, even if it's false. If it hurts them, they consider it false, even if it's true. Changing the definition of the word vaccine so you can force an untested and ineffective jab onto the public is not exactly something that can be forgiven or forgotten. We talked about the great sort back on the Domains episode. The fracture has already occurred. The harm is irreparable. The only question left is what form does this national divorce take? Anyway, getting back to the headline, Sweden's top-ranked golf player Lynn Grant has been replaced on the LPGA team event due to her vaccination status. And blocking this girl from playing golf because she won't take that shit shot, it's impossible to overstate the depth of the lies that are involved in that. The only reason that Lynn Grant cannot play in the LPGA International Crown is that the Biden administration and all of the folks who support it are disgusting pathological liars. The Biden syndicate of partisan media, partisan tech, 
partisan activists, they have perpetrated the biggest medical fraud in history. And essentially nothing they said about the pandemic was true. That's the deceit that we've all been forced to live with. So let's go ahead and steer right into it. Was that intense? Was that good? I was trying to put on my serious face there. See, I sucked you in by saying I wouldn't lose my sense of humor and that I got all serious and indignant. Moving on, the concept of the noble lie. This was first published in Plato's Republic. And as you probably know, the noble lie, it's a myth or a lie that's knowingly propagated to control social behaviors. And the gist of the concept is that it's totally okay to lie if it's really just an attempt to maintain social harmony. Of course, later, another author, George Orwell, came along and showed the intense harm that the noble lie creates. Lies that create a state of permanent insecurity and vague, shadowy enemies, those aren't very helpful to the public discourse. It's a chilling inversion of ethics and values. Society always works best when it's based on truth, because without objectivity, there really can't be any democracy or freedom. And with regards to the pandemic response, we were all introduced to noble liar, Dr. Anthony Fauci. And the fact that Fauci is a polarizing figure is probably a really good example of just how broken and partisan our society is. Because there ain't no debate about how dishonest and unethical Dr. Anthony Fauci has been. And there really should be no disagreement about how immoral it is to lie about public health matters. However, there is. Some folks insist that Tony Fauci is a hero. And that's not because he properly managed the pandemic response. It's because they're part of a cultish political ideology that demands that they consider Fauci a hero because he was propped up by their team. It's just insane. I mean, (laughs) what do you want to do with this? In March 2020... As the pandemic began, Dr. Anthony Fauci, the chief medical advisor to the President of the United States, he explained that he felt community use of masks was unnecessary. Then, a few months later, he argued that his statements were not meant to imply that he felt the data would justify the use. Rather, he said he endorsed no mask wearing because he thought that mass panic would ensue and lead to a shortage of masks for healthcare workers. Now, you may be inclined to think, oh, that's very noble. He's trying to protect healthcare workers. But that would drag you down the dark hole of excusing dishonesty about a fucking pandemic. Can we draw a bright line? Anyone? Anyone got the highlighter? 
Anyone want to come out and draw a definitive line that you should not fucking lie about a goddamn pandemic? <laughs> Break out the highlighter and draw that line and say, no, it's never okay to lie about a pandemic. I'm talking to the wall here. Because the people who consider Anthony Fauci a hero, they ain't listening to this podcast and they sure as fuck ain't changing their mind because I point out what a disingenuous asshole Tony Fauci is. <laughs> you may know that later in 2020, Fauci participated in a second noble lie. In December, I think it was, he explained in a phone interview, he had been moving the target estimate on where herd immunity occurs because he had been looking at some polling data that said only about half of Americans would take a vaccine. So Tony thought to himself, if I just fudge the numbers, I might be able to manipulate behaviors. <laughs> I'm not sure that there's anything noble about that, but Anthony one done lying. The next noble lie that Dr. Anthony Fauci came up with, of course, was the natural origin hoax. Freedom of Information Act records show that from the beginning, Dr. Anthony Fauci was well aware that a lab leak was a very likely cause of the outbreak. However, in public, Tony said, quote, I've heard those conspiracy theories, and like all conspiracy theories, they're just conspiracy theories, end quotes. Three conspiracy theory references in one sentence to throw people off of the very legitimate lab leak theory that he had already acknowledged was a legit possibility. But Again, if you are of a certain political persuasion, you might have Anthony Fauci candle sets. Anyway, it doesn't matter if one thinks it was a natural origin to the virus or if one thinks it was a lab leak. The point is that Anthony Fauci was blatantly dishonest over and over and over again. I don't understand any ideology that just excuses that. And those are just the so-called noble lies that Tony has told. Maybe we should move on to the indictable misstatements that he has made under oath. The first indictable untrue statement that Tony Fauci made was a lie to the U.S. Congress. And it was about the funding of the lab in Wuhan. Of course, Dr. Fauci is unlikely to face any prosecution if he was part of the orange man's team and he did something like that, you can bet your sweet ass that he would be up the river. But since he's on team good, there's a whole bunch of folks that just gonna excuse that. The next indictable misstatement that Dr. Anthony Fauci made was lying during a deposition. As you may know, various state attorney generals have sued the federal government that's a very common thing. It happens all the time. States sue the government. Government sues the states. It's a giant tug of war for power, and they fight it out in the courts sometimes. Some of the states that weren't very fond of the federal response to the pandemic were granted access to Dr. Anthony Fauci. And amazingly enough, he was asked this question, quote, did you ever have any communications with anybody 
removing speech about the lab leak theory of the origins of COVID from social media platforms, end quote. And here's what Tony said, quote, I don't have an account. I don't tweet. I don't pay attention to social media. I wouldn't know how to access a tweet if you paid me, end quote. And that was a very bad miscalculation by Dr. Anthony Fauci, because while the previous Twitter regime would have let him get away with any misstatement, it turns out that Elon Musk bought Twitter, and Elon turned around and gave independent journalists access to all of the company's internal records. And what is this unique thing that we find in those so-called Twitter files? Well, we find an internal Twitter report from March 2021, and it discusses how Dr. Anthony Fauci did an account takeover for the WHO COVID response. <laughs> well, what do you know? While it's true that Tony doesn't have an account himself, he certainly knows how to tweet, he knows how to pay attention to social media, he knows how to access tweets, reply to tweets, he knows how to do whole account takeovers. That's probably not something you're going to hear in the establishment media. Oh, no, no, no. They're not going to put any sunlight on what a disturbingly dishonest person Dr. Anthony Fauci is. And that probably was a very good calculation by Anthony Fauci. He trusts that the cathedral will shield him because he will say what Team Good wants to hear. Doesn't matter if it's true, they don't care about that. As long as he firmly establishes that the orange man is bad and he is on Team Good, then he can get away with any amount of deceit. It's a level of fanatical devotion and craven hypocrisy that I honestly did not know existed. But it's very real, and it's around us all the time. And that's why Dr. Anthony Fauci can lie repeatedly about something as serious as a pandemic, and there's no consequences of any kind. However, a young, healthy Lynn Grant of Sweden cannot play golf in the United States. How's that for the age of deceit, my friends? You like that? You know you like that. Hey now, it is class action lawsuit time. I got a good one for you today. It's the Beasleys versus the Tootsie Roll. Pause for citation. In the Court of Appeal for the State of California, 1st Appellate District, Division 4, case number A164199, Maxine Beasley versus Tootsie Roll Industries. Maxine sued Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> Plaintiff Beasley sues defendant Tootsie Roll Industries Incorporated alleging violations of federal and state law arising from the use of partially hydrogenated oils in Tootsie Roll products. Miss Beasley asserts the use of partially hydrogenated oils was unlawful and unfair under the California Unfair Competition Law. She also asserts 
that Tootsie Roll breached the implied warranty of mercantility. All right, what the hell does that mean? It means that in California, a plaintiff may bring a claim under the California Unfair Competition Law if a business act or practice is unlawful, unfair, or fraudulent. Plaintiff Beasley alleges Tootsie Roll's act of using hydrogenated oils in their candy was both unlawful and unfair. The basis for her claim was that marketing foods that contain additives that are unsafe is unlawful and unfair. To prove her claim, Beasley's complaint indicated that the FDA considers partially hydrogenated oils as unsafe. Pause for a quick sidebar. There's a whole subsection of law that deals with whether or not food additives are generally recognized as safe. Acronym G-R-A-S, generally recognized as safe. We could probably do a super detailed podcast that looks into all the grass law and how the FDA picks and chooses which additives have to go through the grass submission process and how the FDA grants exemptions to powerful genetically modified organism companies so they do not have to go through any of the safety tests before they start loading up your food with GMOs. Fascinating stuff, but best left for another day. Back to Maxine and the Tootsie Rolls. The FDA did, in fact, decide that partially hydrogenated oils are no longer grass. They are not generally recognized as safe. No grass, no grass. But because those oils were in all kinds of stuff, the FDA phased in the compliance. It really wasn't no grass until 2018. Manufacturers were granted time to find replacement ingredients and to reformulate, modify labeling of anything that they produced. Did you know that Tootsie Rolls first came on the market back in 1896? They were delivering that shit on horseback. Today, Tootsie Roll Industry Incorporated manufactures 64 million products every day. And Maxine alleges that she consumed Tootsie Rolls without knowing that they contained these harmful, partially hydrogenated oils. And once having eaten them, she was now at an increased risk for cardiovascular disease, diabetes, all types of bad health outcomes. However, there were a couple of facts working against Maxine. Her complaint details how she ate Tootsies from 2010 to 2016. But once again, the FDA didn't no grass partially hydrogenated oils until 2018. So we've got ourselves a timeline problem here. Also, Tootsie Roll labels did indicate that they contained partially hydrogenated oils, so the assertion that she was unaware fell just a little flat. The defense for Tootsie Rolls, they never denied how bad their products are for human health. Nice little break from the deceit right there. Tootsie just stipulated that their shit candies are a gateway to all kinds of terrible health conditions. Tootsie's defense was essentially, of course, our little chocolate-flavored sugar tubes are terrible for you. We told you they were full of shit oils right on the label. You ate them anyway, so we kept selling them to you. 
64 million of these things a day, fatso. That's right. The defense was Beasley getting fat and having a heart attack because she stuffed her face with tootsies all day simply is not a cause of action. There was no unlawful claim. There was no unfair claim. And there was preemption. Uh, probably best not to dive into the legal concept of preemption, but poof, just like that, you're shit out of luck, Maxine. And we are shit out of time for today. 